Grana Weep Denny Bomb. Uh, sure. Ba Weep Grana Weep Mini Bomb. This is what now? Sure, don't you recognize the universal greeting used by Hot Rod and Cup on the planet of Junk during their first encounter with the Junkions? It's been considerably better than their first encounter with the Sharktacons. Been a minute, my friend. If if we were together like we were previous episode, Drew, I would offer you an Energon goodie. <laughs> Alas. The universal greeting works every time. But we are apart once again. We are apart once again, but we are back. It's another episode, another exciting episode of The Devil's Due. We're back again. Uh separated but together uh yeah if folks obviously you've been following the news and keeping up with everything going on uh numbers are spiking things are getting a little crazy again so we are socially distancing again um but hopefully you're like carl you sound like you're right there with drew folks never let be said that i'm not willing to put not only my heart and razor sharp wit into this show but also a little bit of scratch too. I bought a new <laughs> microphone, Drew. How do I sound? Um, moderately better than you used to. We'll All see. All right. We'll, we'll see. For what I paid for the microphone, moderately better sounds about right. But again, we are at the mercy of Skype. So if this, um, you know, is not acceptable, we can always try having you record your audio on your end, throwing it my way, and then I can use your audio with my audio and see if, uh, all dreams come true. But, you know, for now, I think you're okay. You sound good. All righty. So here we are again. Uh, Drew, how was your weeks? Oh, there we go. Yes, 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 yes. Um, Popping the can. Just pouring it out. Let's see. What? what I, I, I can't I can't normally say if this is necessarily a bad or a good sign. But um, Drew, it could be either way. You know, it doesn't really matter anymore, Carl. <laughs> <laughs> bad good it's all relative at this point um let's see what's occurred since we last were together that was uh what the oh that was the night of full gear the night of full gear that was the seventh i believe so it's been about two weeks yes. okay um take, yeah. in that stretch obviously the news out of Western New York has not been stellar, so it's not like I've gone anywhere, done much of anything. Um, let's see. I have been pretty much locked in my routine of working, making dinner, going to bed, repeat, um, such as, uh, as much as a toddler will let me. Oh, by the way, the beer of the night is a Toppling Goliath Brewing Company King Sue double IPA for those who want to know. Alrighty. So yeah, it's, it's it's actually very good. It's got a Tyrannosaurus Rex on the can. Can't go wrong there. No, no, it's good too. Um. Anyway, <sighs> let us let us see what, what I've been playing. Um, Blaster Master Two Zero. Or, I'm sorry, Blaster Master Zero Two on the Nintendo Switch. Um, and I'm at the I'm nearing the end. I think. And uh, it's a it's a solid game. I think I enjoyed the first one more, um, but the sequel is good, if not infuriating in a couple of parts. Um, if you want to uh, 
really annoy me in a video game, Carl, um, put a boss rush at the end. Define boss rush. All the bosses you've already fought and killed in the game. Um, now we're in the last chapter of the game and you got to fight them all again. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah gotcha. that's that's a surefire way to annoy me. Um, but that's okay. If, I, if if memory serves, the classic arcade beat 'em ups would do that all the time. Yeah, it's once once I beat them, I don't want to see them again. <laughs> right. Anyway, um, it's but still, it's a fine game. Um, I'm not playing much else to be honest, though. Um. I finished the Umbrella Academy season two on Netflix, which was okay. Um, it, eh, a bit of a, I don't know. It's hard to say. It's a decent show. Um, it does make me curious about reading the comics, to be honest, though, um, to see what's the same, what's different. And um, I am a, a belated fan of uh Gerard Way's comic book work, not so much his music, but uh, the comic book stuff that he's done, mostly because he followed up um, in the foots. I mean, not directly, but his Doom Patrol run recently in the last few years was very much uh, in the vein of the Grant Morrison run, and him and Grant Morrison are friends, so I'm kind of inclined to say, hmm, he also wrote Umbrella Academy, maybe I should give those a look as well. So, anyway, um, that's that's really... The long and short of it, um, I got uh, my basement. Don't, did I talk about this already? That I, I got the baseboards up and the door. I, I think I might have talked about this. You were here. Yes. You were here. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So that's yeah, done. You did. You mentioned that. And um, oh, I got a new roof, Carl. <laughs> oh, you you got a new roof. Got a new roof. Was, was the was the previous roof on fire? No, but it was not good. Uh, so I had I had areas of known problems, and then when I had four different roofing companies come out to give me an estimate on that area, they all said the same thing, like, your whole roof is really not good. So long story short, uh, the, when, when the roof was done in the early 2000s, um, they did a poor job. Um, so my roof now... Uh, died in less than less than 20 years so my new one will hopefully last much 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 longer um so yeah yeah they they cheaped out and did a very bad job on that roof so now though Um, i'm i am golden everything is fine uh but it's not a uh price tag you want to have to face more than once or twice in your life so no no so yeah yeah Half of our roof was redone, I think, like five years ago because we had some windstorm damage. Yeah. And every every time we get a windstorm now, like, we're always kind of a little bit like, come on, hit the other half. <laughs> get it? Because the homeowner's insurance yeah. covers it. Yeah. So, like, come on, wind. It's like, it's like playing roulette, but with wind. Yeah, unfortunately, in my case, I didn't, I couldn't, uh, Homeowners basically said, "Like, no, sorry, we can't cover your your shoddy existing roof." So, yeah. Eh, anyway, um, there's really not much else going on. Um, yeah, uh, I, I'm, you know, dealing with the toddler day to day, and that's a, 
I'm sure you understand yep. completely what that's all about. And uh, oh yeah, it's an emotional roller coaster that has me at my wit's end more often than not. So, yep. As awesome as he is, he makes me want to scream and throw things. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah yeah. But I have to resist that urge as often as I can. <laughs> not to say that I don't often, not often, but scream and sometimes throw things. <laughs> but so does he. So, you know, it's it's tit for tat here. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I get where you're coming from. Anyway, it's all good. Everything's just hunky-dory. <laughs> How are you doing? I'm doing all right. Uh, the past couple weeks have involved um, a lot of Star Wars Squadrons, mm. of course. I'm still loving that. And uh, surprisingly, not surprisingly, um, EA just announced that there will be new content ah, coming to the game. I thought there was um, not going to be new content coming to the game. They originally said they had no new content planned, but most of us who were looking to get into the game speculated that if the game is as successful, it will be very surprising if they do not add more content to the game. Um, so they, uh, apparently it has been successful enough to warrant development of new content. And as with, uh, after the launch debacle of battlefront two, um, all the content coming to star Wars squadrons free of charge. Cool. Very cool. Wow. Uh, so we're getting, we're getting a new, new map, two new ships, one for each side. And a bunch of new ship upgrades and cosmetic upgrades. Well, that's cool. So fun times. We're gonna we are getting the the B wing for the rebels and the Tie Defender for the Imperials. And oh boy, am I excited for the Tie Defender! <laughs> Love that ship. Um, yeah, again, just kind of more of the same around here. Uh, you know, wake up take care of child work <laughs> repeat. Yeah. Um, I've been watching, they recently added the third season of young justice to HBO max. So I've been watching that loved the original show. Uh, the third season seems to be lacking a little bit of the magic of the first two seasons. Uh, there's a considerable time gap between when they did season two and when they did season three, um, but it is still good. Um, it is still the first two seasons of young justice. I put up there with, uh, Batman, the animated series and Avengers earth, mightiest heroes, uh, for quality of, of animated show. Um, so it's been enjoyable to go back to that. Um, watching through West wing again. So, yeah. yeah. All right. All Pretty right. much. I mean, not, not, not a, not a ton, you know, been keeping an eye on the news and everything numbers and whatnot. And yeah, you know, you know, it's, it's not great, but you know, fingers crossed for the vaccines. Um, yes. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, hopefully, uh, to quote Robin hood from the 
the animated movie. Keep your chin up because one day there will be happiness again. Um, I sure. So hope I so. definitely, I definitely believe that. You know, there have been times when you know there there are times when you just kind of gotta let let yourself feel it and like the the negativity and the depression that a lot of what's going on around the world can cause um and i think there's literally just times where you gotta let yourself feel it experience it so you can kind of you know process that in a healthy way and then just you know move on and kind of move on from that and choose to to be how you are and i i choose to be hopeful um so here we are so those are our weeks dear listeners if you would like to tell us about your weeks you can do so at one of the following social media locations you can follow us on twitter at devils do pod you can email us at the devils do pod at gmail.com you can like our facebook page um, at facebook.com slash devils do pod or you can find all these resources available to you on our website the devils do drew as i say this before we get to our emails a little bit of house cleaning yeah um i can't believe we forgot about this uh so if you follow us on facebook and facebook's probably the best place to follow us right now it's where we're most active i don't i'm folks i gotta be honest with you i I took Twitter off my phone, so I don't think I've looked at Twitter, our Twitter page, in some time. I'll make a point to, you know, check in with that, but um, Facebook's probably the best way to follow us right now. Uh, We recently have been having some problems with getting our new episodes uploaded to the Apple Podcast mobile app. Uh, Those problems should all be completed and done and resolved thanks to our amazing mr drew celestino not only that it was we are now available on spotify we're we're like a really grown-up podcast now i well we're not the ringer or anything but uh yeah (laughs) we're on spotify um yeah uh uh it was a undertaking to to put it lightly to get all that taken care of um apple uh, i don't want to get into a eh, when it's all said and done they didn't make it easy for you they did not make it easy for us but in fairness what they are asking for uh it's not necessary but at the same time it is future proofing to a degree, and we are now uh, 100% future-proofed for um, things in the th- things coming down the pipe with like Amazon, not Amazon, uh, Android, um, and how they're and in, in Chrome, and it's. I don't want to get too technical on the show, but we are we're we're set up nicely. Um, there is an added expense that I had to under under undergo, but um, it, it's kind of a lateral move. Um, we may actually be saving money on our hosting, to be honest with you. However, um, I did just get uh, billed by my previous hosting provider over the summer for two more years. Now we're not using that anymore because we're on a better, faster, more secure uh, environment now. But, hey, uh, 
maybe they'll be generous and refund my money now that I'm not going to be using them anymore, but I doubt it. Uh, we'll see. In any case, yeah, we're, we're a hundred percent, um, good to go. Uh, we have the Spotify player. We have a player right on our uh, our website now. You can play the latest episode from Spotify right on the website. Um, you don't even have to launch Spotify; it's right there. Um, you can you can subscribe from Spotify. You can subscribe from Google Play like you always could. You can subscribe from iTunes like you always could, or the podcast app or whatever. Um, our RSS feed. You can copy the URL to that and put it in your favorite podcasting app, and it will it will pick up as it needs to. It is. All good. Everything is is good <laughs> and secure and tasty and uh to the letter. So any technical issues you might experience, uh, send them our way. But you really should not be experiencing any technical issues at this point. We are KO Durf. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. So that being said, Drew, we do have some emails. Excellent, excellent. So, first email comes from Mr. Adam Williams. All right. Adam says, thanks thanks for all the thoughtful responses from last week. He's referring to two episodes ago. He was the one who gave us kind of like the word association email. Ah, yeah, that was fun. Uh, I hope to give you some more good content to fill our ear holes. So, we have... Once again, we have to pick one of the following selections. Are you ready? Uh, sure. As ready as I okay. can be. Steak or chicken? Um, this is a, I mean, uh, I'm dragging I'm this out. I'm just going to say steak. Well, I'm just going to say steak. You can say steak. I, the thing, for me, though, it's like I use chicken in like 80% of my meals. <laughs> so, like, uh, I do love a good steak, and I make a mean steak. Um, I, I guess if you're saying you can have one or the other right now, um, I'll take the steak. To quote Homer Simpson, steak? <laughs> sure. Uh, Mario or Zelda? Ooh. Uh, Zelda. I'm going to go with Mario. Okay. Um, frozen or Frozen 2, I'm going to go with I, I don't care. I, I have not seen, and I hope I never do. Okay. Um, <laughs> ice cream or cookies? Ooh. What kind of cookies are you talking about? It just says ice cream or cookies. So you can kind of um, make your point here. I also do want to point out lots of ice creams have cookies in them. I gotta go ice cream. Yeah, I think so. And I yeah, do, and I'm, I, and I, and I, I do love a good cookie. But, okay. uh, Firefly or Battlestar Galactica? Um, BSG. At least the first few seasons. Yeah, I'm gonna go Firefly only for a couple reasons. One, I've never seen Battlestar Galactica. Oh, it's great until it's not. <laughs> I mean, that's so you keep saying. It's the best way I can describe it. Like. It, the first two three seasons man it's fantastic it's better than it's it's so good and then you realize like oh uh, oh th- they don't know what they're doing this is going to be this is going to end bad isn't it and then it's like yep yep it is and and then then it ends then you get sad All right. <laughs> i laugh now wasn't laughing when it when it happened 
Um, audio books or real books? Uh, real books. Yeah, I'm real books too. Uh, winter or summer? Summer. Winter for me. Oh, you madman. Um, <laughs> banjo or kazooie? Uh, I, I, I wasn't into those games, so I don't even know which yeah. one is which. The I, which one's the bear? I think I believe it's banjo. Give me banjo. <laughs> <laughs> just because yeah, he's a bear <laughs> okay so now we have a second grouping here where we pick our character preference or okay. just pick our preference okay um mario kart driver and i would like to point out Ooh. that he mistakenly spelled cart with a c oh blasphemy it's like spelling mortal Kombat with a c um <laughs> um i generally go with luigi not Luigi? specifically, uh, be, not specifically because of the death stare, but it helps. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I am typically a Koopa Troopa mm, mm-hmm. guy, or or a Lactu guy. Yep. Okay. Um, typically, but I also do like a, a good Luigi. He, he's a good. Um, he's, he's good. He's good. Yeah. Uh, color piece preference in a board game. Mm, green. Yes, if, as if, if we not have, if not green, black. As we have bumped heads numerous times, numerous games is green for me as well. <laughs> I think Jen's favorite uh, is green as well. So it's like a three way yeah. draw. Who gets who gets the green pieces? <laughs> uh, Mortal Kombat, and Drew. Yeah, dispelled it with a C. Oh my God! What is he doing? Okay, what a noob. <laughs> <laughs> Noob. <laughs> was there was there another option there? <laughs> yeah. What? No. Like what? What's your character preference? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I thought I thought it was Mortal Kombat or oh, Mortal, my character preference. Um, generally, since ever since the 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 days of Mortal Kombat one into two, um, if Raiden is available, I will take Raiden. I will usually default to either scorpion or reptile. I was a reptile guy too, but his his style is a little different than than a raiden. He's he's more uh, typically reptiles a little more a little more cerebral. He, he has he has interesting. Well, again, going back to like Mortal Kombat two, he has more yeah. strategic kind of moves. Um, remember the energy ball it can go fast or slow yep and you could kind of plan your move based on that and you could do you know throw one than the other and reptile was always a little more cerebral than your other characters at least back in the day yeah okay uh street fighter mm, um in my youth i was a guile guy okay um for the most part for me, it's like one one a is between Ryu and Blanca. Okay, yeah, I like I liked Blanca too back when, but uh, I I primarily yeah. use Guile. All right, uh, Goldeneye. Um, odd job. You <laughs> dirty, <laughs> dirty. Like I legit, sir. I almost just swore. Gr- granted, that it's been like. What year is this? It's been 25 years since I've played that game. No, it can't because it came out in 96, 97. So, okay, 24 years since it came out. But uh, 
yeah, I, I generally would, you know, choose that job. You have no decency, sir. With proximity mines. You you are a man <laughs> of ill repute. Oh, it takes me a back. man of ill repute, I say. How how is it possible that they have not been able to recreate the magic of that game? Um I is it just because I is think, it just because they have pop they probably have in other games and our nostalgia is just so strong that like we can't accept that anything better could exist because at the time at the time the it magic, came out it was so like unique and right. unto itself that we just had this collective experience of, like this is, is this is awesome this is the most fun we've ever had and then we carried that yeah. forward for the next two decades and there's been countless games that are as good or better than that I, I think there are two primary ingredients to the magic of GoldenEye and one supplemental ingredient. The two primary ingredients, the first one, are the limitations of the technology at the time. Mm-hmm. Because of, you know, obviously there was no online multiplayer. There were no dual stick controllers. So multiplayer options and control options were limited and whenever there's limitations creativity flourishes so the limitations of the system at the time and the control options at the time and the second prime ingredient being uh the the time the game happened because again with the absence of online multiplayer couch co-op was the the only way you could do that and that having that environment, whether it was, you know, in a dorm room or uh, with friends in your basement at home. Uh, however, you had that community experience with the game. The, the supplemental ingredient, which you kind of touched to, is that there was no other experience like that at the time. Right, right. Now that experience, air finger quotes, is readily available in any number of options. So, and with the advancements of obviously technology and play control technology, things like that, um, it's difficult to recapture something like that again. Yep, yep. So, yeah. All right. So we got two more for pick your characters. This one you're probably going to take a hard pass on. It's Lord of the Rings character. Uh, uh, the what now? Yeah, I know you're not a you're not a swords and dragons guy. Uh, um, I'll just I'll I'm, just say uh, I'll just say Gandalf because I you know it's 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 Gandalf, right? It's it's yeah. Sure, him. I for, guess. Does he live for the? <laughs> Yes. yes. Okay. okay. I'll, I'll go with him then. Uh, for the books, I will say Aragorn. Uh, for the films, I will say Samwise. Um, and then, lastly, of course, Star Wars character. Um, who am I choosing? It like in what game or just in general? No, no, just like your character preference for Star Wars. Um. It's is it is it cliche if I just said Luke? No, 
uh, that's a solid decision, especially considering, you know, the journey we've seen Luke take from the original trilogy to the sequel trilogy. It's, it's a solid choice. I just, I mean, even ex- excluding anything but the original trilogy, it's just, it's just always been Luke to me. Um, Han, yeah. I love Han. I do love Han. But Luke's, Luke's journey has always felt like, you know, the wish fulfillment journey that every kid probably has, which is why that, you know, he's a resounding, it's why his character, you know, uh, speaks to so many people and the appeal of the franchise in a lot of ways in those early days. Kids wanted to be Luke, I'm sure. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah Luke Skywalker. Um, I will probably go with uh, Vader. Mm. Um, I think, you know, obviously the original trilogy speaks for itself. And, you know, a lot of the what has been infused into the character since the original trilogy, uh, for me anyways, really, really added to it and gave a depth to that character um, that has really kind of stuck with me throughout the years. So yeah, Vader. Yeah. All right. So that that's it from Adam. He says, till we meet again, happy quarantine part do the sequel. Yeah. Uh, now on to Mr. Chris Taylor. Uh, Chris writes, first off, thanks to Drew for guesting and assisting with the read junk podcast. Yeah. Future of concerts. Uh, Drew, you got something you want to, uh, uh, shout out here? Uh, Chris writes, Chris writes for the website read junk. He does music reviews and, um, he and I have done a podcast once before a few years back when we went to the uh, Metallica concert together. Um, here in Buffalo, uh, Chris resides in Rhode Island, just for those who are curious as to how all this is kind of coming together. And he, um, me and him go way back in the, um, it's, it's a long story, but we go way, way back. And, um, you know, we, uh, he asked if we would, uh, myself and uh, my friend Jason, he asked if we would jump on his uh, podcast discussing the future of conf- uh, concerts in a post-COVID world. So uh, we happily did that. So you can check that out. Um, just go to readjunk.com, and uh, I'm not exactly sure where the podcasts are, but I'm sure you can, if you're a media-savvy person, you will find the podcast section and uh, find us. So, Okay. All right. So Chris writes, I'm sure you'll probably cover this on the show, but with a multi, but a multi-layer question with wonder woman, 84 headed to HBO max streaming platform. There's obviously lots of push to get Disney plus to make black widow available either on Disney plus or that premium streaming option. They unpopular on pop. Hold on a second. I think I'm screwing up this question here. <laughs> There's obviously lots of push to get Disney plus to make, Black Widow available either on Disney Plus or that premium streaming option they unpopularly did with the live action Mulan. Um, do you think the current COVID time? Well, all right. Let's let's tackle the. I, I the, this isn't that it's written bad. I just for some reason I'm just brain farting on reading it. So let's tackle the uh, the question of Black Widow on Disney plus yes, we are going to talk about uh, wonder woman 
84. Actually, yeah, we'll we'll hold this till we talk about Wonder Woman 84 because I think that okay. just dovetails naturally into that question. Okay. Um, he says, do you think the current COVID time will have rollover that will ultimately cut funding long-term to future bigger blockbuster films? Seeing as we will probably not be at capacity with the current Black Widow opening date sometime in the spring. Great question. Um, I've been thinking yeah. a lot. I've been thinking a lot about all of this and i think uh it's time people maybe you're gonna i i think everyone has to readjust their expectations for their entertainment and um ultimately movies as much as we love them and tv as much as we love tv shows and things like that you got to remember what these things are they're not made purely as art at all they are commercial enterprises. And so long as movies can be sold, they will studios will, you know, invest money into them knowing that they're going to make that money back and then some. Well, with no theaters to, you know, have a huge markup on and control this the the screening times and the availability to people and, you know, charge admission and all that stuff, they're, they're they are Reevaluate these studios are reevaluating everything, and if they can't recoup two hundred million dollars, um, on a on a movie, they're not going to spend that money on a movie. So, I I don't know what that's going to mean going forward. I mean, look again, we have positive news about a vaccine coming down the pipe and all that. So, long, long, long term, hey, who knows? Everything might be back back the way things were last year. Uh. In a few years, I don't know, maybe, but right now that's not the case, and I don't know what that means, and I don't think the studios really do either. I think everyone's kind of waiting and seeing what's gonna what's going to work right now, but I don't think you get a sniff of like, you know, Avengers, uh, uh, an Avengers billion dollar gambit is not going to happen on streaming. It's just not. I, I'm sorry. It could be that you know you could you could tr- you could hype it up and and make it sound like the biggest event film ever, but it's if it's just on some streaming platform, the hype level just isn't there. Uh, I I mean, in my opinion, anyway, I don't know. Maybe maybe we haven't seen that level. No one's tried the big the big 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 gun yet, but I feel like the um, at home streaming model, while convenient also dampens enthusiasm to some degree because it's just taken for granted that it's just something that's, oh, it's just there. I'll get to it when I get to it. And, right. and that's, and ultimately that just, it, that doesn't motivate people to, to even, get off their butt, you know? Yeah. Even, even if it's in their own house. Something that you're excited about. Right. No, I do. Totally. Totally. Um, so, you know, I, I, I don't know. I, 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 <sighs> This is all very interesting from a, a like sociological, psychological perspective. Like, uh, if it's readily available anytime in my house on a service I already have, I'm somehow less excited about it <laughs> than if it was like this is coming out on this day. It's going to be shown in this theater or other theaters in your area at these times. You have to plan to make sure that you are there at such time. 
It might be sold out. It may not be sold out. You have to make plans for this. You have to arrange. You have to, you know, go out of your way to do it. It feels bigger. Whereas if it's just like, oh yeah, it's it's there right now in my living room. I can turn on my my black box of of you know entertainment magic and just select it and watch it. Somehow that's less fun and by and and because it's it's less of a. I don't know. By by having to do less, somehow I'm less inclined to even care. <laughs> yeah, it's weird, right? I, I yeah, I think that for films that like big budget blockbuster films that have been shot and are in the can, done, ready to go, like Wonder Woman eighty four, right, Black Widow, so on and so forth. I think you will start to see more and more of a theater and digital same day release. Um, I think that will go on till the, the current backlog has been burned through more or less Then, depending on where we are. Um, studios will start to scale back production. Um, you, like you mentioned, you won't see Avenger level films. You know, you'll see things like, you know, the Mandalorian, WandaVision, you know, series, streaming service series, uh, smaller budgets, things that they can, you know, get directly to the people. Um, And once, so let's say there's, let's say there's a vaccine like a month from now. So we'll, yeah say like a month from now. So I think you will still see uh streaming service, digital release, same day as theater release. And that will be kind of the norm for time. And as, as the, you know, normal that we were used to returns, studios will draw back on same day di- digital release um they'll want people going back to the theaters because uh, they they just make more money that way yep yep so yeah it's gonna be it'll be interesting to see i mean this is for for as terrible as 2020 has been and it's been terrible <laughs> um it's also a moment in history that we've never experienced anything like it before I hope we never have to experience anything like it again. Um, but it's something that, again, as terrible as it is, it's it's really important to to stop and uh, kind of observe the moment you're in, or or as Adam Driver would say to John Oliver, explore the space, <laughs> um, and and see. And just kind of take in what's going on because it is definitely a unique moment in the history. So, yeah, but again, we'll talk more about that in our news section. Uh, thank you very much for the email, Chris. Uh, lastly, Mr. Jay Gelsomino. Oh, Jay. Jay writes, Drew and Carl, what would be your dream team writer artist combo? And what would that book be? Oh, wow. Oh, wow. 
Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I, for me, that stuff's already ha- happened. You know, like you'd have to, you'd have to get me to really think about what, what do I, what franchise do I love that has not had my favorite writers, you know, slant put on it yet. Um, right. But you know, that's that's difficult to. Um, I mean, my favorite, like you, you know me. My favorite writer is Grant Morrison. Yeah. My favorite artist is Alex Maleev, but those two necess- don't necessarily go together. And I couldn't necessarily tell you a property that they could go together on. So that's that's tricky for me, I guess. Um, it's ah, uh, wow. I I gotta call a mulligan here. I don't know. I I really don't know. What about I like I, I haven't fantasy about, booked a comic book in a long time. <laughs> what about, what about Graham Morrison and Alex Blaine on GI Joe? <sighs> I, wow, what does that even look like? <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what that is. Oh, um, I I don't know if that works. Uh, honestly, uh. Like that to me, all those things sound like you're you're using all the right you're you're using ingredients that I love, but I don't know if they go together. <laughs> it's like, right. You know what I right. mean? It's like, hey, we made you this uh, this dish. It's made from uh, garlic, ice cream, and uh, Earl Grey tea. <laughs> what? <laughs> I like those things, but what? <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, so. Yeah, uh, for everything to come together just just so. Um, I I just I'm I'm really stumped as to what that would be. Um, I think the property you got right though, Carl. I think GI Joe is the right property. What team do I want to see do GI Joe now? Now that we've kind of gone there, now suddenly my brain's kind of a fire, and I could say, okay, give me give me Garth Ennis at his at his best now, not 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 at his like you know most juvenile. And there, you know, there's varying there's varying shades of Garth Ennis, but give me Garth Ennis and Maliev might not be the right call here. Garth Ennis, okay, I got it, I got it, I got it. I want Garth Ennis and uh, Goran Parlov, who have done the Punisher Max and the Fury Max stuff, which is all. Excellent and war comic-y Vietnam war comics, um, soldiers and so, I mean, stories about soldiers and things like that. Give me them on GI Joe, and you're now now I'm now now I'm feeling pretty confident about it. So yeah, Ennis and Parlov on GI Joe. All right, um, I've got. I'm thinking Daredevil. I wanted to think Daredevil, but like. My favorite Daredevil's already been done, <laughs> so you know what I mean. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's, there's our favorites, but that doesn't mean because we have a favorite that something good can't be done again. No, totally, I, I totally agree. So, I've got 
two writers in mind that I would love to see on Daredevil, and they would both be very different Daredevil books. Uh, the first one is Tom King. Okay, I like Tom King. I would love to see Tom King on Daredevil. That's a good. Um, that's a good good take. The second one with is there, who, which which artist though? See, it's thing like I am. I'm not as in touch with artists as I used to be. Okay, that's fair. So. Uh, you know what? Okay, I'm going to say Umberto Ramos. He's great. But with the second writer, I'm thinking more than Tom King. With with Tom King, I would actually take the uh, the artist that he did his Batman run with, but the artist escapes. Uh, his name escapes my mind. Uh, but Umberto Ramos with Paul Dini. Hmm. Okay, that's interesting. Daredevil. I I I'm picking up what you're putting down. Because I, I like Paul Dini's well as rare as like I will follow you wherever you go, sir. Um. You know, yeah. you know what occurred to me, um, and we got halfway there, but um, what occurred to me as you were saying, uh, Ramos, uh, give me, um, give me Kirkman and Otley on Spider Man. We already had Otley on well, Spider Man, but I want Robert Kirkman with with complete freedom on Spider Man. All right. And I only say that because my favorite comic book, my favorite superhero comic book of the 21st century has been Invincible by Robert Kirkman and largely by Ryan Otley. And ultimately, I loved it so much because it reminded me so much of what Spider-Man kind of should have been for a long time. Yeah. Actually, you know what what artist I would like with Tom King on, on Daredevil? Is uh um Sean Gordon Murphy. Okay, yeah, that oh wow, that'd be that'd, yeah. that'd be pretty wild. Um yep. Yep. And you know who, you those, know those are my two teams. And now that we're saying oh, see now we're all we're doing all this fun stuff now. You know who else I'd like to see draw Daredevil? <laughs> um is uh Aaron Guerra, who uh drew um scalped by by Jason Aaron, which is one of my favorite Okay. That that book was fantastic. I cannot recommend Scalped enough. And he's currently writing, or he's currently drawing, um, the Goddamned, also by Jason Aaron. Um, but get, put put that on Daredevil. Put him on Daredevil. It would look fantastic. Yeah. Yes. Who who would write it? I don't know. Jason Jason Aaron on Daredevil. Although to be fair, Jason Aaron is is a. I love Jason Aaron. Like I think he's one of the best writers of the last. In in the in the two in the two thousands, Jason Aaron is up there, right? Um, but he also is kind of like he he has his great books, and then he has his kind of like out there concept books. And I don't necessarily yeah. love when he gets too out there. So like his Thor run was tremendous, and scalped like I talk about like tremendous. But then he's also got like some of his Avengers stuff, which is like, yeah, it's okay, but it's a little out there. And he kind of, he kind of, uh, uh, fan fix it up a little bit. Like, I feel like a lot of, a lot of, a lot of Marvel comics in the last five, 10 years have been like 
fan fiction-y where they're just mashing up stuff and throwing stuff at the wall like we used to do as kids. And while that sounds fun, in in reality, it's kind of like you're really not thinking that this is... There's not a lot of thought here. This is just kind of like mashups for the sake of it. And I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to throw Jason there under the bus by, yeah. by saying that, but he, some of, some of his stuff in the Avengers world feels that way. And, um, he's not the only one doing it. I feel like Marvel comics as a whole has been guilty of that for the last little while. And, uh, anyway, we, we we're getting off topic, but yeah, to, to be fair though, Given the given the size of your to read pile, yeah. can can you safely say what Marvel Comics has done in the past five to six yeah. years? Yeah, oh definitely. No, I, I I've read I've read it. I've read it. I know you've got a bit of a backlog. I do. I really do. But I've read enough. I've I've kept up with enough to know kind of like you know what 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 are we doing here? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like uh, we had the Cosmic Punisher thing, Cosmic Ghost Rider, who is the Punisher, like. Come come on, dude. What what is this? And then they didn't they mash up Venom with another like now we've got the X the X there's an X-Men crossover happening right now and it's called X of Swords where everyone has a sword. What the hell yeah, what is I, that? What the hell is that? Who who thought I, of that? I read, I read Daredevil, I read Amazing Spider-Man, and I read the Star Wars stuff. That's even Daredevil's a little a little wonky right now, you know? Like it's it's, yeah, it's Daredevil's Daredevil's good now. It's solid. Yeah, yeah. It's it's okay. I just anyway. I, I you know what I'm saying. You get the vibe I'm I'm trying to You yeah. know, you know what I'm saying. Like it, it, things things just feel a little we gotta refocus a little bit here. Yeah. But then again, um, we've had this right. conversation before. Like we have. The, the comics in general by their nature, they can't end, but man, sometimes, sometimes I wonder if they should, <laughs> but anyway, yeah. anyway, I digress. Um, Thanks, okay. Jay. So, thank you. Thank you for that, Jay. Yeah. <laughs> All, right. All right. So moving on to Jay's question, just for you, mm. uh, we're not done yet. <laughs> oh my God. No, that was just our, our combo question. Uh, Drew. Yes. Butcher Blade Kingston, aka the family. Yeah. Or Death Triangle. Oh, Death Triangle. And that's tough. Yeah. See, the thing is, I'm that's. Death and what, what's kind of weird about that, though, is that's t- that's actually a tough call because Kingston, man, that dude can. That dude. He has that rare quality in professional wrestling. We all know wrestling's not real, right? I don't think he knows that. That's that's the thing, Eddie. When when Eddie Kingston, I don't think he knows it's a work. He's got that rare ability, man. Where when he talks, you think like it's real. Like anyone else can cut a promo, and you go, yeah, yeah, it's a good promo, and but you still know that it's just a you know guy cutting a promo, right? When Eddie Kingston talks, he is one of the few guys in the business. When he talks, y- your brain goes, "Oh, he's that. Oh, it's real." Like he he makes you think it's real. So that that's actually a tough call, and not for nothing. Butcher and Blade, man, for being um, relative unknowns a year ago, they've had a really solid year, and they're they're good. They're pretty good. So yeah. and they're on. You know, I'm I'm happy for them being Buffalo Boys and all that stuff. So. 
Buffalo I, I hope uh, I hope the future is bright for them. I hope they get some time to shine and um you know, good for them. But I mean Death Triangle, Pack, Phoenix, Pentagon, dude, like take my money. Take all of my money. You guys are amazing. All right. All three. Amazing. So, <laughs> but the question is, how committed is Penta to Death Triangle? See, they they they, they, to be they left just enough doubt in there, didn't they? Because he didn't actually hit anybody with that chair on Wednesday. No, he didn't. So No, he didn't. Is he really Death Triangle? Well, let's see. Oh, I'll have to use my I'm my just, booking intuitions to try and predict this one. I'm just happy Pack is back. Um, it was really good to see him on Wednesday. Like, really yes, good. To see. Was. He's he's great. Um, he he's could be, a, he he's could got be a little rust to shake off. He does, but he's been off for eight months. But God, he's still in phenomenal shape. He can still go with anyone, anytime, anywhere. And uh, that dude just has at some point. I could easily see him as champ. All right. So, Carl, what wrestler from your childhood in their prime would you most like to see have been in AEW? Um, All right. I'm going to pick a singles and a tag team. Tag team, demolition. Mm, Okay. Original demolition. No crush. Um. Just, I always loved Demolition. Thought they were great. Uh, singles, I, you know what? Hmm. I got to go with Shawn Michaels. Wow. I got to go with Shawn Michaels. Uh, okay. All right. I, I, uh, I don't know that he, he would fit in the locker room, but yeah, he, you know, sure. He could, he would, he's, Shawn Michaels, in a lot of ways, is is one of the reasons why AEW exists over a long enough timeline. Um, Shawn, being an undersized guy for the era he was in, really set the tone for the next phase of the business with smaller, more agile, more, um, uh, I guess agile, I said agile, so smaller, more agile, more um, stylistically diverse workers. Sean was one of the first guys to to do that and set the tone for what was coming after that. Prior to that, it was all big man's game. So, yeah. All right. So, Jay, thank you very much for those questions. Thank you all for those questions. We appreciate them. Questions have been pretty pretty fire the past couple Pretty solid. Man, rock solid. Um, all right, so moving on to our news, as we allude to in the questions, our top news story is Warner Bros. has announced that on Christmas Day, December 25th, they are releasing Wonder Woman 84 in theaters and on HBO Max. Uh, surprise here, there is no uh, quote-unquote premium fee for Wonder Woman 84 on HBO Max. If you have HBO Max, Christmas Day, after you're done unwrapping your presents, you can watch the brand new Wonder Woman film on HBO Max at no extra charge. Drew, what are your thoughts on this? Um, I, f- I feel like it was inevitable, 
but um, I'm I'm a little shocked that they're not going to try and charge some kind of premium for it. But again, these are the uncharted waters we're in. So they're going to put this out on HBO Max, and they're going to find out if that corresponds with X amount of new subs or not. I mean, again, the business model is completely different than releasing something into theaters at a price. Um, right. This this is. We'll see. Will it will it move will it move the needle on HBO Max subscriptions? That's that's the ultimate metric of success. Um, I I mean, it's easy. It's great for people to be able to get it and see it. Um, it was pretty anticipated prior to COVID. We all, I mean, people were all pretty hyped about it. Um, so yay, we get to see it, but will it be deemed and by whatever metric Warner brothers has in their mind a success due to, you know, circumstance. I, I don't know. And, right. is it, and is it fair if it's, if it doesn't move the needle for them, is it fair to call it a failure? Even if it's a great movie, you know? Yeah. Um, I, for me, I don't think the decision to put it on streaming services is a surprise. Like I mentioned before, I think you're going to see a lot more of these uh, finished big budget films kind of go this way. Right. Uh, the the no premium fee for it was a surprise. Um, I think this is could be one of a couple things. One, obviously, it's an effort to try and draw uh, competitors away, could draw customers away from Disney Plus saying, hey, they're making you pay extra for this. We're just giving it to you with your subscription. Um, There's also a consideration that, you know, given everything going on, are they just kind of punting on their DC cinematic uh, features? But at the same time, you know, they're giving Zack Snyder, God knows how much money to finish once again air finger quotes his film yeah no trailer came out i don't 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 not even gonna talk about it i don't even um thank you so yeah (laughs) i think given whatever situation it is the winner is definitely the fans um that we finally get to see this film i'm looking forward to it i thought the first wonder woman was great um and, you know, I, I look forward to seeing this one. Uh, if I remember correctly, uh, Disney Plus itself is not without a Christmas Day offering. I believe the new Pixar film, Soul, uh, will oh. be on Disney Plus on Christmas Day as well. Wow, As okay. far as I know, there's no premium price tag on that one. I'm looking forward At to least- that. Um I mean, number one, it's Pixar, so it's automatically yeah. like on your radar. Yeah. But that is interestingly enough scored by Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross. So, Ooh. yeah, what is that going to be like? I don't know, but um, I'm very curious to to hear it. So yeah, I believe that will be available um, on Christmas Day. So obviously, there's a little bit of competition there, but again, getting back to it. We've spoken before about how Disney kind of dipped their toe in the water with Mulan, with the the premium uh, premium feature, pay extra on top of your uh, subscription fee for the film. But 
it didn't really go the way they wanted. But at the same time, the contributing factors to that were a, the movie was not great by all reports and B like a week before it dropped on the premium service. They told everyone that it was going to be free to stream in December. (laughs) So maybe not the best shot themselves in the foot a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Kinda. So we can't say that it's, it is not a potentially successful option because there's a world of difference between people, the amount of people who'd be willing to plop down $30 for Mulan that's getting not great reviews between the number of people who will be willing to drop down $30 for say black widow. You know, I would drop $30 for black widow, you know, not just cause I really want to see black widow, but because in all honesty, you know, if I go see black widow in theaters, Julie's coming with me. So that's, you know, after tickets and maybe a stop at the concession stand, we're spending way over 30 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't think the price tag is outrageously bad. Um, But it will be interesting to see if they're willing to, I think of the Marvel films that you could do that with black widow is one of them. I don't think you could do that with like an Avengers end game. Um, so I don't know. It's, it's one of these things that is going to be interesting to see. I believe I saw a report. I can't remember where I saw it, that MGM tried to sell the new James Bond movie to Amazon. Like they would completely Amazon. They would completely purchase the film. There would be no money going uh, after the purchase price, which I believe was $600 million. Um, which was the production cost of the film. I, I think, I think that encompasses like production promotion, things like that. Um, and Amazon wasn't interested. And MGM is always kind of teetering on the brink of going out of business. And obviously this current situation is not helping. Yeah. So I think the next couple months, are going to be really interesting to see what what's going to happen with these big blockbusters that are finished and in the can, ready to go. Like I said, it's all about moving that needle on the subs, and if if if, if they do, then everyone's going to try and and do more of that. If they don't, then you're going to see a big cutback in in budget and whatever else until at least until you know theaters reopen and business as it was resumes if it ever does all right so moving on to our next story uh this past week uh or not this past week the week before was the official launch uh, launch of the new console generation with the new uh playstation 5 and xbox uh, series X B 19. Yeah. It's all very complicated. Uh, I think I rock scissors. I, I think hashtag terrible name. It, it is. But I think what you have to understand about the Xbox 
model um, is they have given up the uh, traditionally in the console game as we have come to know it known it over over the last uh, 20, 35 years. Let's call it 35 years, right? Um, new system, new name, new architecture, new platform, etc. Right. Xbox is kind of saying, nope, uh, we don't, we're not doing that. Xbox is Xbox. This is just the new model Xbox. Kind of like your iPhone. Um, it's just the new model of the platform that you know. It, that, that's it. That's real. That's literally it. Um, forget about generation. Forget about iteration. It's just, this is the new Xbox. Here you go. All your old games work on it. Apparently, I guess the I guess the Xbox plays all the Xbox uh, One games on, on the new Xbox. It plays everything. It has no real killer app to speak of right now as a launch title for the Xbox Series X. Um, just think of it as the new Xbox, and games will come out on it like they came out on the last one. And and there you go. The PS Five, on the other hand, is more at least on its name. And by its backwards compatibility, I, I'm not. Is it? It's not 100 percent backwards compatible, is it? Or is it? It is. It's like ninety. It's like nine nine point nine 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 percent backwards compatible. Okay, so they're kind of in the same boat. I saw the dashboard for the PS5, and it's basically the dashboard for the PS4, just slightly different. So they're kind of in the same boat to a degree. They're kind of sticking with what works for the most part. But obviously, the hardware got the increment uh, four to five, and it's got a new controller, and you know it feels more like a "this is our next big move" kind of thing. Even if it, 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 you know, on the surface, it might just be the same thing that Xbox is doing, but it feels more like a different platform. Whereas the Xbox, like I said, is basically like, "Hey, you had you had you had the the last Xbox. Well, here's the new model. It's." basically the same thing but more powerful maybe that maybe that's where we are now i don't know it it feels i mean that's kind of a bummer and that it feels like less exciting to a degree when you think about it like that but at the same time it makes makes all the sense in the world i think that and we've talked about this before that the the days of the the night and day jump in graphics oh, it's, it's are over. behind us. Yeah, uh, the the graphic the graphical advancement is more incremental now, and you know more of a polished enhancement than a massive jump. I think what is selling the systems now is processing power, storage power. You know the the bells and whistles that weren't as important before and the interactivity and the ease of use uh, with the interface, the operating system than there has been before. Um, So, I mean, of the two systems, I will be getting at some point a PlayStation five. I have not had an Xbox since the original Xbox. Uh, There's, I don't think either one really has a quote-unquote killer app. Um, Obviously, Spider-Man, Miles Morales, I'm sure will be great. Um, 
but like it's not it's not like making me want the system any more than I did previously. Like, you know, walmart.com had a restock yesterday and I took a shot at it. I didn't get it. Um, I got the, uh, the dog with the deer antlers that everyone's raging at on Twitter. (laughs) Um, and so, you know, I got as far as checkout and I couldn't finish the checkout process because, you know, that, it's everybody wants it and there's a limited number to go around and it's obviously you know that's to be expected with any new console launch uh more so with this console launch because of the global covid situation this affects production and distribution um so it's if you haven't gotten one yet you're gonna and this is for both uh playstation or xbox um, you, you're going to have to keep your eyes on the gaming media channels. Cause usually they're pretty good about posting when sites like Walmart or Best Buy or any place like that is going to have a restock. Um, apparently, uh, there's another Walmart restock happening sometime between now and black Friday. And then again on black Friday, uh, GameStop has said that they will have each store will have a minimum of two PS5s for in-store Black Friday morning. You know whether or not that will actually play out, I'm not sure. Um, but they're going to be scarce. You're not you're not going to be able to casually buy one for good solid couple months probably. Yeah. So, but they're out. It's a new generation. You know, look forward to seeing what comes. I know Street Fighter Six will come at some point, probably within the next two years or so. So there's that. Speaking of video games, Drew. Segway. Let's go. Uh, we've been having a lot of fun and been receiving a lot of joy from AEW. And of apparently, course. Drew, they are not done. No, no. Because they're, they just keep giving. They're giving us more. And Drew, we're getting uh, some games. We are getting games. AEW. We are getting a console game and two mobile games. Now, Drew, I know mobile games aren't your thing. They're That's not. Totally fine. They're not. Um, but let's talk about the console game. So, as you know, Kenny Omega really big into video games. He is. Uh for for a casual fan, it would be easy to to see that from you know ring entrances as you know ring performance history. Uh he loves fighting games. Um but not only that, Aubrey Edwards was also a mobile game developer. See that I did not know until that presentation and I was like, oh I, I love Aubrey even more now. Yes. So they are giving us a game and they're saying, Hey, you remember those great Nintendo 64 wrestling games? We're making one of those. Yep. Um, now there's a lot to unpack with, uh, that announcement. So some people have been criticizing the in-game footage that they saw and saying that it looks bad. Um, I, I don't know. It doesn't look hundred percent lifelike, but Kenny said that they're going for something that is more arcadey and that's fun to play. um, Easy to pick up, difficult to master, as he said. And 
they made the No Mercy comparison several times, and they even have the director of No Mercy on board to direct this game. That is exciting. Um, the only misgiving, I think, people, again, people are crapping on the the look of it. I think it looks fine. Relax. If it's fun to play, I don't, you know, I, I'm, I'm okay with yeah. slightly, slightly exaggerated graphic, you know, if, if the characters look slightly larger than life than they really do, as opposed to completely true to life, I'm totally fine with that if the game is super fun, right? It's a game. Like, enjoy it. Um, so the developer is Ukes. Now, Ukes used to make WWE games, uh, but they did not make No Mercy. And there was a point with Ukes, with WWE games, where people, fans basically stopped liking them and said that they basically got bad. Now, granted, they were considered good by a lot of people until the point when WWE decided they needed a new game every year. And then they had to crank one out every year. And that's when the quality point seemed to dip. Um, so Ukes is making the AEW game. I don't know uh, what... You know which which Ukes are we going to get? The one that was well well received, or the one that was burned out making a game every year until WWE let them go? I don't know. Uh, hopefully, it's the the good one. And then we have the director of No Mercy steering the ship on this. I hope he brings enough of that mojo. Um, but still, updates that you know. Look, I love No Mercy to death. It still is like my favorite wrestling game. But it's you know it's okay to to revere it, but also want to bring it up to modern standards, right? So I hope it all works out. I certainly uh, am personally one hundred percent on board for a new super fun wrestling game. On I don't care whatever console it comes out for. I I I love a good wrestling game. So I hope this is it. I really do. So let me ask you this, because I never played No Mercy. So two questions. When did No Mercy come out, and what made it so great? Uh, no Mercy came out, I think it was like 01, 02? No, actually, oh, 2000 it came out. That's, uh, that, that, that's, that's about right. So No Mercy was the sequel to WWF, or WWF WrestleMania 2000, which is also on uh, N64. And that game itself... Um, N64 was also home to the WCW, uh, games that came before it by the same developer. So you had this, you had this development, you had this developer that made WCW versus NWO World Tour, which was like renowned, like it was super renowned. That same developer just a couple years later, made WrestleMania 2000, and then a year later, made No Mercy. So it was like this evolution of wrestling games, and they're all great. Now, what makes them great? Um, variety of moves, uh, variety in character attire. Like every character had like four different um, costumes you could you could have for them. Um, you had creator wrestler features at the time, which was a big deal. Uh, you had ultimately just fun gameplay and tons of moves, like tons of moves. And every character had uh, 
like out of ever put it this way you had you had a, it 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 was all based on like grappling where you, where you could you could put your, your moves out you had weak grapple and strong grapple and out of either one you had four different moves per per weak or strong grapple so there were a lot of base moves on top of your finishers on top of your top rope maneuvers on top of going outside of the ring pulling out ladders things like that like there was just a ton of of stuff you could do and uh ultimately it was just fun to play so you had a lot of variety and the game was fun and for the time um granted we're talking about polygon models in in 2000 2001 ish territory so graphically is not held up well but at the time man it was it was it was like you know it was what it was it was it was pretty pretty air quotes lifelike you know um you got every character had a taunt so like if a guy had a signature mannerism in the ring you could do that taunt and it looked like he's doing the thing and it looked real enough you know um and it it was just fun to play and you had so much variety so many moves and it just felt it felt real enough it felt authentic to the product but it was also super fun and uh over time it got more and more lifelike i guess like any like i don't know i think the, the wwe games over time just got more lifelike and less fun and less variety less moves despite looking more polished despite looking more real they just became not as not as fun to play as as the no mercies of the world so if uh Kenny Omega and the developer and the director of No Mercy, if they if they are on the same page and they want to bring back a, a fun, um, a fun game that might sacrifice a little bit in the authenticity department, fine. I said cool. a lot. I said a lot there. <laughs> no, that's fine. I, I, I love No Mercy. People to this day, to this day, there is a community online that puts out new rosters of current wrestlers on the no mercy engine. You know what I mean? Like it's one of those, it's like, it's like tech mobile, you know, yeah. like there, it, there's, there's just a beloved community behind it. So if, if AEW is trying to capture the spirit of that thing and bring it into, into the now, I, I really hope they succeed. Alrighty. So moving away from video games, uh, it was announced, I believe, today that Stranger Things Season 4 has a new cast member and is none other, none other than horror icon Robert England. Yeah, that's that's something. For, for a, a show and a series that un, unflinchingly, unabashedly loves the 80s, this is an amazing add to the cast. Uh, it feels like it almost feels like a no brainer in hindsight, but I never would have thought of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I'm so, super curious how that's going to play out. Yeah. So now we obviously everything going on. We don't know when we're going to get stranger things season four. Um, I'm wondering how much this is going to affect what they were intending on doing with the story. 
Because obviously these kids are growing up real quick. I mean, um, they are, but they, they, I think they're, yeah. they do set each season a couple years apart, right? A year or two apart. Give or take. And, and they're, and the kids are also at an age where you can explain away their, their obvious aging by like, well, you know, it's, it's junior high. It's, you're going to grow hair in new places. And, uh, you know, <laughs> it's just, you're, you're going to start to notice the girls more that so they can, they can get away with it. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I'm all for this and look forward to seeing it when we eventually get it. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm a unabashed fan of stranger things. I know it's easy to hate on the popular thing, but stranger things always makes me, makes me smile. So this is a fun, yeah. this is a very fun announcement. Yeah, it was a good time. So our last news story is this is a much more Carl centric news story. Uh, earlier this week, it was announced, uh, that a company called atomic mass games is taking over development and production of the Star Wars miniature games that were previously handled by Fantasy Flight Games. This includes Star Wars Armada, Star Wars Legion, and my own very near and dear to my heart, Star Wars X-Wing. So now to clarify this a bit, both Fantasy Flight Games and Atomic Mass Games are owned by one company. They're owned by a company called Asmodee. Asmodee is probably the biggest company when it comes to board games. Uh, They tend to buy smaller game companies, uh, keeping the company intact for the most part, letting it do what it did Previously, they just operate under the Asmodee umbrella. Now, Atomic Mass Games produces one game so far, but that game is Marvel Crisis Protocol, the Marvel Miniatures game uh, that came out last year. And by all accounts, for the past year, they've been killing it with Crisis Protocol. Uh, there are new products for this game out every month. Uh, they have a what's considered a living rule book for the game, meaning updates can be done very easily and can be done frequently if need be. And so far, everyone I've heard who has actually played the game has really enjoyed it. Now, I did not get into Crisis Protocol because the miniatures for the game are not pre-assembled, nor are they pre-painted. And I just don't have that time, patience, or ability to do something like that. I like X-Wing because I get the ships. They're pre-assembled, they're pre-painted, they look fantastic. The game is great. But everybody who I know who has played Crisis Protocol absolutely, absolutely loves it. But Drew, this is huge that this is happening because these three games, X-Wing especially, was Fantasy Flight's biggest moneymaker. This would be the equivalent of if 
if one company owned both Capcom and Namco, if that company took Street Fighter from Capcom and moved it to Namco to be made, hmm. that's kind of the equivalent of what's happened here. So what what caused this uh, this transition? So Fantasy Flight Games, up until X-Wing was released back in 2012, Fantasy Flight Games was traditionally a board and card game company. Uh, they've done the Lord of the Rings collectible card game and living card game, uh, the, the Arkham Horror uh, living card game, uh, the they did Star Wars Destiny card game, which recently completed. Um, X Wing was their first miniatures game, and X Wing hit much much bigger than was anticipated. Like I came on X Wing, I believe in 2016. So, but from what I understand, when X Wing first came out, you could not find product anywhere. Because as soon as it hit the shelves, it was purchased right away. So X-Wing hit pretty big and just became their biggest moneymaker. That led to the introduction of Armada, which is a bigger scale miniatures game dealing with X-Wing deals with the fighters, TIE fighters, X-Wing, so on and so forth. Armada deals with the big capital ships, Star Destroyers, uh, Nebulon Bees, things like that. And then they did... uh, this past year, or I think two years ago, they launched Star Wars Legion, which is a kind of like a answer to Warhammer 40k armies, miniatures, whatnot on the table. Um, so they had multiple divisions at Fantasy Flight Games, one of which was like a miniatures division, another was like a board and car game division. And they just kind of rotated staff between the divisions. There were core staff for each game. Um, they also do the Marvel Champions living card game, which I play. And they also have an X-Wing or X-Wing X-Men board game coming out sometime this year. Um, but Atomic Mass Games is made up it's a new company it was comprised of uh, its founding members are primarily from other companies that dealt with miniatures games so they only do miniatures game like marvel crisis protocol they've shown that they can handle uh big title license games with marvel crisis protocol and so the logic I believe behind Asmodee's decision is to take miniatures and make them into one central hub at Atomic Mass Games and leave Fantasy Flight to do their board and card games. So is this a logical decision? I mean, if you can look at it, simply as numbers on sheet probably um but the thing is like it's got the x-wing community nervous (laughs) nervous and hopefully optimistic at the same time because there's there's been a core group that's been working on x-wing that know this game that develop it and that core group is for the most part 
is no longer working on those games. Right. It's going to be in the hands of all new people. So that's kind of where the nervousness, but at the same time, some of the, some trepidatious excitement is. So I don't think that the impact of this shift will be felt right away. I think it's going to take some time because all three games have lines of product that are approved by Lucasfilm through 2023. And there are, I know like X-Wing has releases that are coming out later this month. Um, Legion has releases almost monthly. Armada has new releases planned. And I think anything that is fully developed in production on the boat coming over is going to release like it normally would. Once that line is done, I think is kind of where you're going to see atomic mass games come in and take over more. So if this is good or bad is to be determined. All right. So, yeah, it's, so it's big. Is, yeah, it's, it was a huge announcement that, took everyone off guard. Nobody saw this coming at all. Um, so that is it for our news. Uh, Drew, unless you can think of anything else. Uh, I've, I've got nothing. All right. So folks, we appreciate you joining us again. Uh, we appreciate you participating in the show, sending us questions. Uh, we appreciate your patience with us while we get our technical difficulties fixed with the Apple uh, podcast app. If you would like to contact us, send us any questions or comments to be read on the show, you can do so at the following locations. You can follow us on Twitter at Devil's Do Pod. You can like our Facebook page at facebook.com slash Devil's Do Pod. You can email us at the Devil's Do Pod at gmail.com. Or you can find all these resources available to you on our website, thedevilsdopodcast.com. Drew, that being said, any last thoughts? Uh, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Yes, yes. Have a happy Thanksgiving. Please stay safe. Um, I'm not going to tell you how many people to go have in your house or whatever, but be, be, be safe and be smart. And if you feel uncomfortable, it's perfectly okay to celebrate on your own yeah have it have a thanksgiving taco ain't um, nothing wrong with that that sounds fantastic ain't actually nothing wrong with that uh you know and i'm sure that there are those out there who don't mind not having to go to their families for thanksgiving <coughs> so <coughs> you okay there drew Co- completely uh, 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 coincidental coughing as you said that. Um. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay. All right, but folks, have a happy Thanksgiving. We will see you back in a couple of weeks. we got some fun stuff uh, coming down the pipe, so it's going to be good times. Thank you again for joining us. Be excellent to each other. Party on, dudes. <laughs>